Miles More Madness is brought to you by GameTime, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Ticket prices drop right before the game starts, and because GameTime tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, they're able to show you the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. You know, they're not just sports tickets either, but they also have music and theater tickets. And this time of year, I'm a little busy with the job, but my wife, she loves music, loves her some Taylor Swift. Once the season stops, I'm probably going to be trying to find me some Taylor Swift tickets. The GameTime app is simple, quick, and easy to navigate. Download the GameTime app in the Google Play or App Store and score last-minute deals on tickets up to 60% off. Welcome to the first ever edition of the Miles Moore Madness Podcast. I am your host, CJ Moore, a writer for The Athletic, and I am joined, as I will always be, by former Nebraska coach, Tim Miles. Timmy, what's going on? Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo! Let's knock this baby out! <laughs> glad glad to have you here, Tim. We are, uh, you know, as the listeners can probably guess, we are going to be a podcast about college basketball I uh, I talked him into doing this during summer league in Vegas. Over, uh, I think he drank a few Coors Lights. I, I probably drank water because I was hungover, and uh, we we decided to do this podcast. Tim, it's an it's an opportunity for you to uh, you know stay involved in basketball. I know you're doing plenty of TV work this year. How how is life adjusting to uh, not stressing over games every day? Well, first of all, you media types don't know how to handle Vegas like us coaches. Every time I turn around, <laughs> one of you guys is complaining about how late you were up or something like that. So uh, we I do miss Las Vegas, by the way, recruiting wise. But no, it's it's been um, it's been good to have a year off in terms of uh, getting a chance just to be at home more, kind of collect your thoughts and, and reconfigure, you know, you know, your would I do anything different, you know, what it, what do I want in my next job? Uh, where do we go from here? Uh, maybe on occasion, uh, a buddy of mine told me, do five things you never thought you'd do. Uh, one of them was we took my dad to a, um, a uh, Notre Dame football game, which was a lot of fun. Yeah. And so that was cool. And um, unfortunately, we lost my mom about two weeks ago. So um, that was something I hadn't thought about doing. And uh uh, but yet it was great to be able to, to in the last month, six weeks of her life, to be able to get up there freely and spend time with her and my dad. And and now it looks like I'll be able to do more with my dad and more with my son and uh, maybe my wife. Who knows? We'll see. But, uh, you know, it's uh, it's just been one of those things that, uh, like anybody, uh, it's bittersweet. Uh, but I'm looking forward to uh, I'm looking forward to the future and I'm looking forward to our podcast. And uh, the things that you would do differently, that's something I think we could do an entire podcast episode on um, at some point. I, I think that'd be interesting to kind of hear your thoughts as you've as you've gone through the, you know, as you go through the season. And, and I'm sure you'll have come up with different things, not to say that you want to do everything differently, but but it's it's a cool time to, to reflect on on things. But I, I do have one question for it. Do you find yourself watching more basketball games this year? Um, because of, you know, what your new role is with Fox and, and, and just not having to focus on your practices and, and your own team. Do you think you end up watching more games? Yeah, well, you know, interesting. I, I watch different games, of course. I'm, I'm hunting down uh, Wisconsin, Green Bay, and Western Carolina and teams that mm-hmm. I never thought I'd watch. Uh, but, yeah, I have TV on every night. Uh, there's a game on every night. I I, uh, I think Matt starts uh, has a uh, a weekly schedule uh, on uh, who's playing on what network, whether it be streaming online or whether it be uh, some obscure cable channel. Like I'll be on on Tuesday or Wednesday. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, who knows what it might be? So, uh, but I'm I'm watching a lot of basketball uh, and and also uh, you know trying to find programs that I admire 
spend some time with them and, uh, and, and pick and choose what I can to see if there's anything, you know, that we can add to our, uh, what we've done offensively and defensively and, and go from there. So it, it's been good that way, but yeah, we watch basketball every night and, uh, they, everybody just kind of walks by me like who's playing now, dad, <laughs> they just <laughs> one of those deals. And you know, one thing that we will, uh, as, as Tim said, he'll be going out and, and, um, checking some, some programs out to, for for his own benefit. And also, you know, we'll be on the road um, as I will be covering, covering games and he'll be broadcasting games. So um, throughout this podcast, we will be interviewing coaches from, from now and again. And um, you know, sometimes you'll have Tim interviewing the coach. Sometimes you might get both of us, sometimes maybe me interviewing a coach. So that's, that's uh, something listeners have to look forward to, but let's start out for this first podcast uh, one fun thing we're going to do here, and, and let's go ahead and get it started, Tim, is we are going to each draft five teams with the hope that one of these five teams that we draft wins the national title. And, um, you know, maybe we'll play some some Coors, Let's, some, some Coors, Li- Coors Light on the line or something like that. Listen, stop. You don't even know what you're doing here, okay? So let's flip the coin. Are you ready? Yeah, let's, let's, uh, let's go ahead and flip the coin to see who drafts first. It has been – Designated that Tim will get to flip the coin, so let's hope he's honest. Go ahead. So and I have flip a quarter. In, I have a quarter in my hand, and the heads are up, and you can call it in the air. In three, two, one, heads. It's heads. All right, let's go. All right, total so. integrity. <laughs> I'm I'm impressed. I'm impressed. All right, so uh, with my first selection, now I I don't think this is easy because. I don't know that any, you know, that there's a clear dominant team in college basketball that that's an easy selection here. Would you agree with me, Tim? First of all, are you starting at one or five? We're we're picking the team that we want first. I think that's the the logical way to, to go about this. I think we should pick five so there's some drama. Like, oh yeah, CJ Moore picked us fifth. Tim, the way a draft works is that you want the the your number one selection, the team you want most, because Let's say your number five team is my number one team. Then I get screwed. Whatever. I <laughs> I, that makes sense. I hate it when you're logical. All right. So uh, I'm going to start off with uh, a team that I actually cover on a day-to-day basis. Oh, and, Kansas. Uh, I'm, I'm – uh, You're such a homer. <laughs> I don't know that I'm a homer. Maybe there's some recency bias in this. Um. But I'm I'm picking the Jayhawks, and reason being, one I think that uh, you know obviously they lost to Duke on opening night. You're a homer. Just say it. Just like I can't resist. I'm in love with Bill Self. Oh no 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 no! Come on, Udoka Azabuke, one of the most unguardable guys in the country. He wasn't himself yet that first game. I I'm probably the, the only reason I'm a little hesitant here is I'm not sure they got enough shooting. I'm also. Not sure if I, if my bias, recency bias, will be if you know. Obviously, in Maui, the rims are so soft, so everybody's going to look pretty good offensively. So maybe that's hurting, going to hurt me here a little bit. But uh, I've got some stats down the road for something else we do here that'll uh, that'll make a little more sense why I'm picking Kansas. But uh, I'm going to save those for later in the episode. But I'm going KU. So so who's your first pick? Yeah, this is so I'm so stunned and surprised you picked Kansas. <laughs> I mean, um, I tell you what, I'm going to pick. Uh, my wife's got a crush on Tony Bennett, so I'm picking Virginia. He needs to come through for us, and that's the only reason why I'm picking. Not because he's got the best team. It's not because he's the best coach, and then that's it's not because he's the defending champion. But I'm picking Virginia for Kerry Johnson. I I um, I feel good about my chances based on your logic. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till I start picking mascots. All right, all right. So Virginia is off the board. Um, for my second selection. Here's where here's where I mean it's it's just tough. It's tough. You could go a number of different directions. I'm um here's another team. Let's see. I'm back and forth between two teams here. I'm gonna I'm gonna surprise you a little bit and uh go to somebody in Big Ten country. I'm gonna go Ohio State. Nice, nice. And, so I had and, them extra underlined, so you stole one from me there. CJ. Yeah, yeah. Very impressive win against Villanova. Um, I watched that actually last night on Synergy just to to get a a, a good comfort for uh, for Ohio State. Um, similar to, to Kansas, has a big man in 
Caleb Wesson, who is just a beast. He's in great shape, lost some weight. Um, he looks really good. He didn't even have a great game, I didn't think, against Nova. And, um, you know, they still just wiped Nova, 76-51. Um, have a lot, you know, really good coach in Chris Holtman. I think they run good stuff. Um, up their talent level this year. Uh, DJ Carton, am I saying that right? DJ right? Carton. DJ Carton, DJ Carton. freshman guard. Yeah, he's really good. Quad City League kid. Played in the same AU uh, program as uh, Isaiah Roby, former Husker star. There you star. go, former Husker, yeah. i uh very impressed by that kid. I think he's only going to get better as the season goes along. Um, Dwayne Washington's a, a really good guy who's just shooting the crap out of it right now. Uh, I like C.J. Walker, um, you know, transfer from Florida State. Gives them some real athleticism at point guard. Um, they defend. They've got a ton of depth. Uh Good team. So uh, I'm going to go the Buckeyes. Well, I like that pick. I think it's a good pick. Um, I'm going to follow it up and uh, I'm going to stay in the ACC. And uh, I know who's Duke. coming here. Oh, Duke, really? Duke. I'm surprised. I, I, I think, I think, I think Duke lost to Stephen F. Austin. Uh, uh, I still think that, again, they've got a man in the middle. Uh, that that is uh, got a chance to be special. They they've got enough to go around him. They've got a veteran point guard knows how to run a team, in Trey Jones and um, and I and I believe that they've been there, done that, so to speak. Uh, you know, like Virginia has. Ohio State, quite yeah. frankly, hasn't at that level for a long, long time since Thad Mata took him to the with Greg Oden and Mike Conley took him to the Final Four. So uh, uh, I'm staying with the guys that that maybe have the most. Um, uh, what do they say? The um, the most uh, uh, the the biggest factor, or number one factor in future success is past performance. So I'm sticking with uh, Dookie. So before the season, we had to do we had to pick a top ten team that we thought was like going to be the biggest um, dud uh, for the athletic. And I actually picked the the Blue Devils, and I'm higher on them now than I was going into the season, even after that, even with that Stephen F. Austin loss, because I did not, you know, I don't get out to see all these high school kids like you obviously have. Um, Vernon Carey, I, I, I did not anticipate he was going to be as good as, as he's been. Um, I think he's he's really, really good. I like Wendell Moore. I like Cassius Stanley. I think they're both pretty solid. Um, I, I do. Stanley can jump high. He can jump high, but he's he's been able to shoot it a little bit so far. I think that's been – um, you know, he, I think that's been a little surprising. He's, he's nine and 19 from three, obviously small sample size, but, but, uh, shot it, shot it pretty good, but, but still I, I get scared off a little bit by those teams that are so young. Um, I think, I think we've seen in the, in the tournament, you know, how, how much experience matters. And I, I know Trey Jones is a sophomore, but man, that's, that's a young group you're rolling with there. It's my pick. You it's can't pick. <laughs> I'm good. I didn't even want him. All right. Uh, all right, so next up, let's see. I got Kansas. I got Ohio State. You better uh, go back to your wheelhouse and just pick one of those rummies that you cover every week that you just love. <laughs> Come on now. Fanboy uh, here. Fanboy CJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just mad because I picked him. That was going to be your first pick. Uh, I'm going to go Louisville. Again, popular pick. Popular. You know, we're trying to win the national title here. Now – my concern with them, point guard play. Um, haven't really beat anyone yet. I'd, I'd really feel more comfortable if I could watch Tuesday's game before making the selection. They play Michigan on Tuesday. It, um, Tuesday doesn't matter. February matters. Health in March matters. I want to see them actually play somebody. I hear you. I hear you. They haven't <laughs> right, played right. any. They, they and Ohio State have eased their way into their schedule, into their season. For sure. For, I mean, Ohio State beating Nova, even though it was at Ohio State, pretty impressive. Uh, but, you know, Louisville's open with Miami. I don't think Miami's that good. What's Who's who's your next pick here? Well, I'm a little bit um, – I'm a little bit uh, – I'm close. Uh, I've got three teams actually left that are my special picks. Two of them are out of a, a conference that's beloved to me. Uh, one of them's not. And so I am going to take – Maryland. Now, see, that's who I thought you were taking last time because I know that was uh, when I when we te we texted before the season and you had said that that was your your kind of surprise title pick. 
They're good. I think they're good. They're tough. Uh, they played really well down in Orlando this week. Uh, they didn't play their best basketball. They saw a lot of different things. Uh, but uh, I'm I'm very impressed with them. I, I think they've got some young talent to bring along yet. Uh, Jalen Smith, of course, I think he's an indispensable guy. He needs to stay healthy. Uh, Anthony Cowan is a senior. Uh, when we talk about, uh, you know, experience and all those sorts of things. And they've been in the NCAA a few times here. And they've won in the NCAA, I think, two years in a row. And when they lost Bruno Fernando, I was really – I wondered if they would be able to. But, you know, they've just got a lot of pieces to the puzzle. Daryl Morsell, uh, uh, Wiggins is a very good shooter. Uh, you just look at these guys, uh, uh, and I, I I like Maryland. I like them. I like the job Mark Turgeon does. I think they're going to be a tough out. I think they can make a deep run in the NCAA tournament. It, you know, he's had some teams that maybe didn't have the toughness that you, you know, would expect. Um I mean, I feel like Turgeon seems have always been pretty tough, but but there's there's been a few teams that I didn't think were like super tough, couldn't um, maybe didn't didn't have those dudes that you just you want to roll with in March. But but watching that game yesterday, um, Daryl Morcel, yes, that right, right, and, and Aaron yep. Wiggins, two switchable guys that just um, can really guard. I mean, they just they they made it a terrible day for uh, for Marcus Howard. So uh, I I was imp- I was. Not sure about Maryland after watching them yesterday. I was I was very impressed. Um, so I'm 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 good with not getting them, but uh, I, I I don't I don't hate the pick here. So uh, all right. So next up, let's see here. Let me pull up my sheet. Man, number one overall uh, preseason number one Michigan State still on the board. I know you want another Big Ten team. Um, let's see here. This is my last pick. No. I've got four already. Oh, no, this is my fourth pick, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. See, listen, pick. if it wasn't for a coach, what would you sports writers be? I can't, even I can't, I can't do math. I can't, I can't write. I, I'm, I'm actually good at math. Second grade. I'm actually good at math. Too. I can't count. Um, let's see here. I'm going to go with – I mean, after what what Michigan just did the last few days, it's. I think I got to take. I think I'm going to take Michigan. And and I'll see your Michigan and checkmate with Michigan State. That's fine. That's fine. Let's talk I, about them both. Let's talk about them both. So so let's start Michigan. Impressive. You know, here's what I love about right. Michigan. Um, great point guard. Cassius Winston's numbers are amazing. And he's so good, but uh, you know, if you look at the, if you just look at the stats of Xavier Simpson, uh, you, you know, they're pretty pedestrian. Doesn't shoot the three great. Hardly even makes free throws. He's shooting uh, eight of fourteen this year, though. I mean, yeah, eight of eighteen. Okay. Sorry. But when that young man walks on the floor, you know, I mean, he and I have they have exchanged stares on occasion. It's not exchanged uh, <laughs> eye gaze. It's he's staring you down, man. He is such a high level competitor and a great defender. Uh, I'm just so impressed with him. Uh, and I think it kind of starts and ends with him. John Teske, uh, tremendous center, uh, stretch five, uh, you know, and now, uh, Juwan Howard is, is doing more five out, uh, you know, kind of secondary flow game into five out screen and roll, which works great. John Beeline was a little slower than he was, um, but still kind of was always, you know, middle ball screen, five out and and find the stuff they want. And um, a lot of those things just transfer. They keep moving the ball. They have great space. Uh, and uh, I think Juwan's got a lot of energy uh, that, that, you know, will really help, especially come tournament time and especially come March. Teams need more inspiration than you think in March. So I'm very mm-hmm. impressed. It's hard for me to bet against Tom Izzo, although I think we all look and see that they're not where they want to be. They're just not where they want to be right now. Uh, uh, losing Josh Langford, I think, probably had a bigger impact on them this year, certainly than it did last year. For sure. Do you think he's going to ever come back? Oh, I hope so. You know, I just hope so. And I, you know, uh, of course that's, I don't. That's know. what gives me pause about picking picking them because I think if he doesn't come back, that's a real problem. Uh, there's some guys playing that, quite frankly, are 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 you know role guys. You know, but but I still believe Izzo is hard to play against. 
Uh, his teams are punishing on offense, punishing on the glass. Great defensive space. Feels like you can't go anywhere on them. And uh, they have great physicality. Uh, so, you know, that's a brand that works in, in March. And, you know, going back to, to Michigan, um, and hey, Cassius Winston, that's tough dude to, to bet against. So, I'm, I'm yeah, not- and again, I, I, I mean, he is he's a player of the year candidate. Uh, certainly didn't surprise me that he struggled after the you know emotional yeah. letdown of losing his brother sure. and those things that go with it. There's there's an effect that doesn't leave you easily. So, um, and and to live it out in a public world like he's got to uh, makes it even harder. Uh, hopefully, you know. But, but the support he gets from his teammates and those people around that Michigan State program and those fans uh, will, I think, will help a little bit. But that doesn't make it easier. And, and when the game slows down in March, you know, being able to just put the ball in his hands and run, you know, pick and rolls, he is so good at a ball screens. That's a, that's a huge weapon in an NCAA tournament. But uh, with, with Michigan, um, you know, you hit on Simpson. I think he makes life miserable for opposing point guards. And then to have the the rim protection that Teske gives is is huge. Um, you know, all my picks is I, I feel like the center position in college basketball is like it's a it's a rebirth this year. There's some really, really good centers. And, uh, and what's great about it is that one, a center that you can throw the ball to down low anchors your offense. Uh-huh. And now with the three point field goals, you know, with the line moving out. The numbers are down. I mean, the with the national numbers are, you know, we were at 35% for four straight years, I think. Maybe 34-8, one of yeah. them. And when you're making 35, 30, 30, what is it today? It's 33 for the average. Yeah. And so yeah. now that's just, uh, you know, like a jumper. It's different, right? And and so that's that's down a big number. And now teams you'll see go back to a little more traditional, right? Uh, throwing the ball inside, and we're seeing that. And it's a unique year where we've got some real talented guys. You know, guy at Memphis, James Wiseman, when he comes back, that's going to put you know them in a different uh, you know uh, uh, a different conversation too. But uh, just some of these young guys we're talking about uh, that can they we can throw it inside and score it. That, that matters, I think, right now. Now, maybe in two or three years, uh, it'll all even out again, and those numbers will be way back up. Uh, maybe not. We'll see. All right. So uh, the other, the other so, big thing, last point on Michigan, I want to make, and and I want to get your opinion on this guy that I think is a huge difference maker for them, um, and you know, probably the number one reason I picked them just because of of what I expected them to be and what they are. Isaiah Livers is off to just a great start shooting. He made 21 of 41 threes. Um, he, he can plan to play that stretch four spot for them, which, you know, you, you know how hard it is to guard when, when a team has that, right, Tim? Like, wh- what have you seen out of him this year and, and kind of his progression from, uh, you know, he was a nice player a year ago, but I think he's taken a big step. Yeah, the one thing I think that what you see some of these top programs do, like the Michigan and Michigan States, you know, that they will play a guy that, quite frankly, in my mind, is a little bit undeserving of the opportunity at times. You know, like his numbers, his production don't add up to the minutes that he's getting. And they live with it because they've got some other guys and and they live with that development. And I think you're seeing that out of Isaiah Livers right now. I think that, you know, he had rather pedestrian numbers earlier and now his numbers are really good, through the roof good. And you're seeing that potential and that patience pay off. All right, so uh, let's let's get. So through. if we recap, can you give me your top four again to your fifth, and then I'll do the same. I got Kansas, Louisville, Ohio State. You don't have to say Kansas. Everybody knows you're a homer. God, just <laughs> embarrassing for you. I mean, and uh, and Michigan, Kansas, Louisville, Michigan, and Ohio State. And Ohio State. Yep. And you have. Michigan State, Duke, well, not in order. Virginia, Duke, Maryland, Michigan State. All right, let's see here. Top half of the Big Ten is pretty good. I don't know. I think it's it's deeper at the top than it's been in a while. Do you agree? Yeah, I think think they're a little, uh, you can call me Al by Paul Simon, a little soft in the middle now. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like old Timmy boy here. (laughs) All right, too many Coors Lights. Um, <laughs> too much, too many, too, many uh, sweet, too much Thanksgiving. Yeah, you name it. 
too much Thanksgiving. So here's the team I've heard you just, you know, grovel over Florida in the past. You're and you're a Big Twelve homer with Texas Tech. So your fifth pick is. All right, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna I mean, go. the big hitters on the board are Villanova, Oregon, Gonzaga, Auburn, Florida. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay away from those teams. I'm actually between. I'm between two teams here. Taylor, North Carolina. I'm gonna go Seton Hall. Now, oh. already got two losses, but I actually think that they're better than the two teams that that beat them and and will ultimately be better than than those teams. I thought the yeah, Michigan you're, you're that guy. You're that guy. I love a I, win. And we say hey, listen, we saw this on the football college playoff the other day. Head to head competition is one factor. Like what is that? Head to head competition is one factor. Head to head competition should be five factors, man. <laughs> they beat your butt, man. You got your I, ass kicked. Hey, head to lost, head matters. And when you want to dismiss it, and make an argument for some team that throws in some threes and plays a weak schedule, so dominates their schedule. Go right, ahead. So Go ahead. I you know I love I love Miles Powell. Um, another team with with great rim protection, Romaro Gill. Um, you know, they lost the, the game to Michigan State. Michigan State went in there and beat them. I don't think that, uh, you know, they had to get a game that day from uh, Malik Hall, him going nuts. Um, he hasn't really done anything much outside of that game. Um, so, anyway, that, that, that's the why I think they, they, they will ultimately be, be better in Michigan State. We'll see. But uh, love, love Miles Powell. The Sandro, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name. The the long four man they got, yeah. the lefty, he can really shoot it. He's a he's a really tough matchup. He's he's great, and you, you can put him at center if you want to go smaller. Um, they've just got a lot of different ways they can play, um, and then Powell is so good. And uh, I I just like the kind of toughness and the makeup and and kind of how that team's put together. They got they got a little bit of everything. So uh, I'm gonna go with the uh, the Pirates. I feel good that that being my uh, my final pick. So basically, you can talk yourself into anything because that's what you just did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's a there's a lot of weird logic going on up 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 top. So here's what I'm glad about you picking Seton Hall is that you know we're gonna pick uh, three sleeper teams too, and Seton Hall is not a sleeper team. They return a whole bunch. Um, yeah. they're, they're well-regarded. They're not a sleeper team. You know, they're not a, a team that hasn't been talked about much. So, you know, we're going to, you know, I'm glad you didn't try and slip them in there because we would have had to, you know, talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I am resisting the urge to pick Stephen F. Austin in my fifth spot. <laughs> All right. And, and I'm going to pick Oregon. Uh, I like they just pick. got a young guy eligible. Uh, yeah. I think they're good. Uh, they did lose uh, to Gonzaga the other day. Uh, but at the same time, uh, uh, you know, they were in the Final Four just a couple years ago. Uh, they get better as the year goes on. Uh, I think their best basketball is ahead of them. Dana Altman's a fine coach. Kevin McKenna, uh, Tony Stubblefield, his whole staff are outstanding guys, really know what they're doing. Uh, I'm, I'm going with Oregon. And, you know, you look at the teams we left out. Let's talk about Oregon for a second. Um, yeah, man, I love Peyton Pritchard. I, I'd roll with that dude any day. Uh, and his buddy, shooter from uh, from, from uh, New, Grand Mexico. New Mexico, Anthony Mathis from New Mexico. Good call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were high school teammates, I believe. He he can yep. he can really shoot. So they're way better offensively this year than they were last year. Um, the the defense hasn't been you know they're they're missing like that elite rim protector they've they've had in the past, but his. I, his uh, matchup zone is so difficult to deal with in March, and you saw that last year. Um, I don't f- think this team has necessarily figured out how to like make that defense awesome yet, and, but they, I'm sure they'll they'll figure it out over time. But I, I, I like that pick. That was one of the the, um, the teams I was considering for my uh, for my fifth spot. So, well, so here's what we know about Oregon's defense: if it's not good now, they'll just change it and change it and change it. Exactly. Until something sticks. <laughs> they'll get for it. Sure. They'll get it. For sure. And it's so confusing for teams because he, he changes it up so much and how they, they, they kind of mold that, 
that uh, matchup zone. So, all right. So who, who are the top teams we left out in your opinion? Well, yeah, the teams we left out. I mean, and I, I, so here's one thing I don't have is I don't carry it and really never. The only time I use a top 25 poll is if we were in it for recruiting and <laughs> yeah. that didn't happen often enough, but you know, if I just look at the numbers that, that I look at, which are most of the analytics, I mean, the teams like Kentucky, of course, Villanova, uh, Baylor, North Carolina, uh, I think uh, Purdue's a little inflated right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Auburn has made a nice charge, a nice run. But people have to remember, like, the Ken Pomeroy um, numbers still are using last year's numbers, so the returners from the season before, they're using those numbers that they – they aren't, and they're phasing them out slowly. So a yep. team can really be overinflated in the Ken Palm rankings Absolutely. for a long time. And I think it's a detriment to teams that are like up and coming and new. Um, mm-hmm. And for instance, like if I told you San Diego State is one of those teams uh, yeah. that would be one of my sleeper teams to watch, watch them out against uh, Creighton the other day. They, they oh, them. drilled them. Yeah. And, yeah. and Creighton's good. And so yeah. when you look at this, uh, you know, you, you've got to be careful about just, you know, you've got to kind of keep an open mind until we get into the throes of, of January and February. Really. I thought that um, I think that's really important for people to understand. But um, but yeah, you know, uh, there's some really good teams, obviously, that you leave out there. And 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 Villanova, I think because of the way they lost Ohio State is one of those teams. They're going to get better. Gonzaga, I always call that a time stone, a time zone mistake. You just don't quite see them, and they and they do a great job in the preseason of getting themselves out there in front of people at a reasonable hour. But uh, you know, as the year goes on, it gets later and later. Florida, who I know was one of your picks to finish like maybe in the Final Four, just is you know not hitting on all cylinders. Uh, mm-hmm. Just hasn't quite put that together. Played better lately. Have played better lately. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Wisconsin so who- has. Who's, Wisconsin who's your- Micah Potter uh, uh, fiercely, I think, before they really become a the type of team that can help them. We saw Jace Johnson really help Marquette, I thought, this week, too, even though they got uh, kind of boat sure. raced by uh, Maryland. I think you can see he can help them. Who who is the team that that you man? It was the hardest for you not to to pick those guys. Like who's who's your team that uh, I might kick myself for not getting those guys. Well, it's almost it would be Kentucky because I coach Cal is a guy that that, you know, I mean, he just figures it out and he gets, you know, he coaches those guys really hard. I appreciate that. Um, And when it's time to go, he gets them ready. For sure. Uh, But but at this point in time, they just haven't haven't demonstrated enough to be, in my eyes, uh, one of those top five teams or one of our top 10 teams. So uh, but I have no doubt that he'll get there. Villanova was another tough one. My uh, my t- last two, the two that I think I, I was considering um, with Seton Hall, that last pick, Baylor, I think their guards are just really, 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 really good. Um, I'm not sure this season that the the big kid um, who had the, you know, the knee injury last year, um, Tristan Clark, he's not quite the same. Um, I I'm wondering if he's ever going to get to full strength this year. If he does, um, then they've got a front court guy to kind of add with that back court. But man, did did you watch the game when they played Nova? I did not. That, I mean, I've watched them a couple times now. But that game, they're got Jared Butler, uh, Masio Teague, who's a transfer that sat out last year, and Davion Mitchell, another transfer from Auburn. Um, those three can really, really go. Then Devonte Bandu off the bench. Um, another kid that's that's really good. So I, I like Baylor. That that that's probably one of the hardest teams for me. Not you know, it was between Baylor, Seton Hall, and and Gonzaga, as you hit on already for for, for my last t- team to, to pick. Yeah, so, Arizona uh, too. To me, is has been too, really really impressive. talented. Yeah, yeah. They've been um, they've either been depending on the night you catch them, they either look great or they've just kind of played down to the competition. Well, they start a couple freshmen, and they're yeah. going to have some peaks and valleys, and and uh, uh, and so uh, that's it's going to take some time. And and uh, Gettings was out; Stone Gettings was out last night too, and he helps them as an older kid. So, but they're they're another team again that just 
that trust level is not quite there. That's why we're picking in uh, December 1st, not or 2nd. You know, that that's what you do this time of year. It's the year way too early deal. So who are a couple of your sleepers that nobody's talking about that you can think can make a, a run to the Sweet 16 Elite Eight? Maybe they're not quite a Final Four team, but once you kind of get to that level, uh, they're all, I mean, it, it's, it's amazing basketball. It's terrific basketball. That second weekend to me is the weekend that makes the whole tournament. It's, I mean, the very first round upsets and then the, and then the sweet 16 runs are, are yeah, elite eight runs are so cool. All right. Here's, here's a team that um, I'm, I'm not even sure the polls have come up. Yeah. I think they come out a lot. Like a, you would know. Cause are you're you probably, a voter? Are you a voter? I'm not, I'm not. And I don't really want to be. <laughs> Yeah, me either. It's way easier. All right. So uh, Dayton, I think they should be like a top 15 team today if, if, if when the polls come out. Um, I don't know if they will be, but I think they should be. Um, Obi Toppin, I hope I'm saying that kid's name right because, oh, my gosh, he's a freaking monster. Whoa. Enjoy uh, him while you got him, folks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I saw somebody compare him to Amari Stoudemire, and I, I usually hate comparisons, but I think that one kind of makes sense, just the kind of way he plays. Um, then everyone in the rotation around him, other than their two backup centers, one being a guy you're, you're familiar with Jordy, former, Jamonte, former Husker. Yep. 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 Can, uh, everybody except for their two you know backup centers can shoot the three. Um, they've got a game coming up on Sunday in Phoenix against St. Mary's, which I like, we kind of get to see them, um, after a week of feeling good about themselves. Let's see how they play in that one. That's a tough team to match up against, but I think that that'll be a really, really, really fun game to watch. Um, so I, I love Dayton. T- who, who's your first team, Tim? DePaul out of the Big East. All right. All right. DePaul I had a chance to cover him this week in their win at Minnesota. It's uh, legit. Paul Reed is a, is a very, very good player. Long, athletic, block shots. I think he'll be phenomenal. He'll be a first-team all-Big East guy. Charlie Moore was unbelievable in transmission. He was like a magician. I think he was like 18 and 13. 18 points, 13 assists. Um, their role guys were role guys. Uh, Devin Gage was hurt and didn't get to play. Uh, you know, I, I thought, you know, I watched them and I thought, you know, that like their games against the Marquettes of the world and, and Villanova's are going to be high, high level games. Uh, I, I, DePaul is a team that that um, I, I'm, well, I'm buying. I'm buying. I'm I'm collecting acorns yeah. like a big fat squirrel in the forest. <laughs> now speak to speak to this, Tim. Uh, Charlie Moore last year at Kansas just looked outclass. Didn't look athletic enough. Um, w- just ha- you know had trouble getting on the floor, and now he goes to to Paul and has has been great. What what you've had guys like this that when they show up to your program after they transfer, you know the 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 a fan of their, you know, previous school might watch them now and be like, who the heck is this guy? You know, we, ne- we never saw this guy. What can it do for a kid? I think confidence is the biggest thing, but what well, can it do for a kid when, when he transfers and, and has an opportunity? Um, what, what's that like? Well, I think you hit it on the head, which is confidence. I mean, we had the same situation with Andrew White, the third who came mm-hmm. in red shirted, uh, although Charlie got immediately eligible. It's like this reprieve, and you don't have to bang your head against the wall every day and wonder where you stand because of the amount of talent that you're competing against every day. And that's the hardest part. And sometimes that can wear you out a little bit and, and wear on your confidence. And then you come into a place with good talent, but not the depth of the talent that a Kansas might have. And, and, and it's like a new leash on life. Andrew White saw that with us, got 16 and eight, and then he decided to see it at, <laughs> in Syracuse where he was third team all, all ACC and kind of reinvented himself as a college player. Uh, you know, he went from a forgotten guy to, uh, to a guy that, that, you know, was an all-league high major player. And I think Charlie Moore, you're going to see the same thing in him. All right, so my, my next team is uh, a team I just saw up close, Butler. Um, and I know you've – You've uh, broadcast at least one of their games, right? Yep, yep. I've seen Butler. Every, I think everybody knows their role. Um, they're not going to blow you away with like their talent, but but just ev- everything fits right. Um, was was just really impressed with them. I think they're going to play mistake free basketball. The, the the kind of Butler teams you've seen in the past that just win in March, and and I think they're a second weekend team. 
um, you know, with maybe the right draw, maybe they could get to a final four. But, um, you know, Kamar Baldwin's a guy that's everybody's familiar with that's been around for a long time. Um, just a nice team that everybody knows what they're supposed to do. Nobody play, you know, tries to do stuff that they're not capable of. Um, I think they got a nice group. So uh, that's my second team. What, what did you think of them when you saw them? Well, well it, it's simple. They're elite defensively. Uh, mm-hmm. And those two guards, Kamar Baldwin and Aaron Thompson, uh, I, you know, I think they 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 are uh, lack a little bit inside. You know, Bryce Golden's playing a lot of center for him right now. Uh, and he was recruited as a wing, and he's made himself a force in there. Uh, that worries me a little bit when it comes to, you know, absolutely having to play against some of those physicality teams. But they're an elite defensive team. And, and, and you know, I can see your rationale on that. And, uh, but, but I'm going with an old bull. I'm going with one of the old guys that strolls in, you know, like a, like, like a champ bull on the top of a hill. I'm going with Bob Huggins in West Virginia. That was one of the teams on my list. I, I was I was between West Virginia and Oklahoma State for the last spot. So let's let's go ahead and hit on West Virginia. Yeah, just impressive. I mean, they're rebounding. Uh, they're not quite pressing as much. You know, the one thing, and I I've only had a chance to play against Coach Huggins once, uh, and we had a heck of a ball game in North Dakota State. And he put lineups on the floor he hadn't played all year. He he figured out the game during the game. He was one of the hardest guys I've ever coached, you know, had to coach against because of his in-game decisions. Uh, and he he was not afraid to take a risk, play small, play big, whatever it was. He was not afraid if he was being taken advantage of to switch things up. Uh, and uh, and I, he just figures it out, whatever that team is. It's almost like being a high school coach. You know, well, this is what we have. We're going to have to acclimate a little bit. You know, he's not just press Virginia. He wasn't press Virginia for years. When he went, even when he went to the Final Four, they weren't pressing. Then they had, you know, some audacious physicality guys that could go, um, you know, full court pickup. They're still doing, you know, some of that, but they're such a phenomenal rebounding team right now. Uh, he he finds what he can do. He finds what he can recruit, and he goes to it. He had some injuries last year too that mm-hmm. you know, quite frankly, held them up. And didn't allow them to be as good as they should have. And if they can stay, you know, knock on wood, if I think if they can stay it, Coach Huggins will find a way to get them get them deep into the tournament. Emmett Matthews, sophomore kid that that really started to figure it out late in the year last year. He's he's made the jump and has looked really good so far. I like him a lot. Six seven wing. Um, they've got a couple like really long him and Jermaine Haley long big wings that so that you can play smaller if you want to. But man, Oscar Shibwe, I did a story on him. Um, the, his last summer on the grassroots circuit. I love that kid. The way he rebounds and goes after the ball and how hard he plays. Man, that's just like if 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 you picture a Bob Huggins player, like he fits it to a T. Um, maybe he's a little too nice for maybe a, a typical Huggins player, but um, man, him and Derek Colbert, like how do you rebound against those dudes? You don't. You run back. <laughs> you uh, you don't, and 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 you have to face block everybody. They're they're an amazing. Fierce team, and, and that's what's impressive about them. The the other game changer for them is they weren't quite athletic enough um, on the perimeter last year um, in the backcourt. And Miles McBride's a freshman that they got that that's um, playing more and more. Um, that, that just gives them that you know athletic point guard that defensively can be really good. I, I think he'll get better as the year goes along. I think he's a big game changer for them too. But yeah, like like that picked him. Um, so I'll go ahead and hit on uh, Oklahoma State is my last team. Oh, um, another Big Twelve team. I am just another Big done. Twelve team. I, I am I am Big Twelve bias. So let's, let's just get it out there. Big Twelve bias. I, I'm high on Baylor this year. You know, almost picked them for my thing. Obviously, I went with Kansas. Oklahoma. Where'd you graduate from? Where'd you go to school? I, I don't remember Kansas. Okay, I went to Kansas. Come on. All right. So so the the Cowboys returned all five starters. Um, they were the Big 12's worst defensive team last year. Now they're 10th in adjusted defici- uh, defensive efficiency. And like you said, we're going off last year's numbers in a, still on Kim Palm. And this is a team that wasn't great last year. So just held Ole Miss to 37 points that, or 0.47 points per possession, whoever, you know, whether if you're a 
if you just like the hard number or the uh, advanced number, that's pretty good. And Old Old Miss was coming off a one point loss at Memphis, and it just beat Penn State. And I think Penn State's pretty good this year. What, so I'm impressed with Oklahoma State. And this week will will be telling. We'll get to see even more. Um, they got Georgetown on Wednesday, and then they play Wichita State at home on S- Sunday, and then after that they go to Houston. So next three games. Um, I think we should find out a lot more, but I'm, I'm, I'm not all the way there yet on Oklahoma State. I still want to see more, but th- that's a team that's to watch for me that, that I think could jump up and surprise some people. Well, for my last pick, uh, you know, there's some teams out there that, uh, you know, I, Florida State to me is not a real sleeper because, you know, they're, you know, Coach Hamilton has got those guys every year right there. Auburn was in the Final Four last year. You know, those guys like that. Uh, Colorado, I think, is a good team. Uh, Utah State doesn't have Kata back in the, in, for a big guy, so it'll be interesting to see how they come Who's back. Their coach? Who's their coach? Uh, Greg Smith. Greg, oh, Craig <laughs> Smith. Craig. Oh, Craig, Craig, Craig. Yeah. Now, now, speaking of biases, it did, uh, who, who, whose coaching tree has he come from? Yeah, I know, I know. But I said I wasn't picking him only okay. because I'm trying okay. I'm a man of great integrity. I they're not there yet. They just I'm, not, I'm not a man of great integrity. <laughs> if they had won that game, I'd I'd give him, but I'm also putting it out there that he doesn't have the best player in the league yet playing for him and he's still six and one or whatever yeah. and ranked fifteenth in the country. Sure. But a lot of people are talking oh, about them, great. so I'm not including them. But I am gonna yeah. talk about the team that I talked about earlier, which is in the same league, San Diego State. Um, Brian Dutcher has done a phenomenal job. He's got a squad. And when they got a squad, uh, that place becomes unbearable to play at, but no, that's, that's where I'm at with that. And, and, um, uh, and I'm, I I would just, uh, I really think San Diego state's tough and, and, uh, and if we left your team out, tell them to play better. Uh, and, uh, (laughs) we'll be back in another month or so to revisit our teams like this and, and go from there. But, uh, CJ, it's been fun talking about all this, and it's a great time of year, Feast Week, and this. now we've got the Big Ten ACC Challenge coming, and then we've got all the league games with the teams going to 20. We've got ACC league games, Big Ten league games this week. The, the next two weeks of basketball, college basketball are phenomenal games. All right, before we go, I want to uh, I want to hit you with 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 something real quick because I think we're going over our time. But uh, response after a holiday tournament, like the, how how much does that set the tone for the, for the rest of the year? But before I get your answer, I wanna I wanna throw you with some. I did a little research here. So the last uh, the national champions going back to two thousand nine. Each one of them, except for one year, Louisville in in two thousand thirteen. Every single one of those teams won a like pre-holiday, uh, you know, early season tournament. Um, you know, not a surprise because they're all really, really good teams, obviously. But um, you know, Louisville's the one exception. Lost Atlanta's final to Duke, then ended up beating Duke in the Elite Eight. So my question for you, Tim, is how much does playing in one of those tournaments influence like the rest of your season? How how does it either help or hurt your psyche based on kind of how you play? Well, I think it's really good for you when you win them. And uh, I've been fortunate enough to have won a few. Uh, You know, I think it's important because that's what coaches are talking about. You know, we need to win, you know, these two games or these three games in three days to prove that we can win in our conference tournament, prove that we can win in the NCAA tournament. And, And you're trying to prepare them at different times and gear them up for different competition at different times and, and get that done. And that's what was impressive about all these teams that won when you look at Arizona and you look at Michigan, just to name a couple. Uh, and, and, um, um, who won in, in Orlando? I just spoke, oh, Maryland, uh, Maryland in Orlando. So those are just three, right. And when you lose them, which I've done also plenty, um, you know, you kind of come back and, and last year we felt like, okay, who's this Texas tech? They got all these new guys. They had a great run the year before, but they lost an NBA player. And we jump out to a big lead and all of a sudden they come and just punch us and we quit scoring. And it, and it really was good for us because one, they were able to switch everything and, and then, you know, got us ready for maybe something else other teams were going to do. And they tried to do, and we were able to beat them, you know, uh, other teams. And then in the weeks down the road. So you also get exposed in a short amount of time because you're going to see three different types of, you know, style of play. You're going to see three different game plans. You're going to see 
where one of your weaknesses is, is exposed in the first round and then taking advantage of in the second round. And then hopefully you've got enough answers in the third round. If you get a day off or something to say they're killing us inside, or we're not able to double the post at all. We're getting murdered here. Uh, we've got to, we've got to get this in and get this strategy or whatever that they see, you know? And so it's this great evaluation, this early season evaluation. And of course, what that means is that the teams with the most talent usually are doing the best, but they also know their personnel the best and probably have the best schematic system in ready to handle all of those different challenges in front of you. Cool. Good stuff. So I, I got some stuff that, that we had planned for the end that I'm going to save for later in this week because we'll be coming at you twice a week, um, you know, th through the end of the season. Uh, Tim, this is going to be a lot of fun. Glad, glad we're yeah, doing this. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. And CJ, if you don't have much to say, man, I'll just carry the whole conversation, okay? <laughs> I know you can. I know you can. I'll try to get a word in every once in a while. But uh, <laughs> thank, thank you for joining us. Um, please like and subscribe and comment and all that good stuff. Now we're uh, available everywhere. I mean, this is the Athletic Podcast. You can find us on Spotify, on iTunes. Like us. Rate us high. And on the app. And, and the only reason we say that is so we can keep doing it. And, uh, and, yeah. and I'm cheap labor, by the way, I just really don't have much else to do now. Uh, but, but we want to make this fun and, and we're, and I know we're going to um, do some things on Twitter to allow fans to, you know, have an impact on this too. And we want to make this the people's podcast. We're not just out here being, you know, boastful like the Pat forties and Pete Thamels of the world <laughs> um, and Dan walking. We're not just out here like Dan Dockett, just, just yelling and screaming about whatever nonsensical thing that gets everybody mad. We're truly the people's podcast. I, I like making, making interviews right off the bat. Good work. All right. Well, th <laughs> th thanks. Thanks for listening guys. We will, uh, we will be recording every Monday, either Monday or Tuesday, and then either Thursday or Friday late in the week. So y'all have an early, early week podcast and a late week podcast to, to get you through your uh, work day. So thanks for joining us, Tim. CJ, I just want to know, want you to know, can you check, was I the first subscriber to the athletic that credit cards only already expired and now I've had to do a new credit card on there. That's how quick I was in on the athletic. It's a tremendous read and I hope people will subscribe to it. I've got nothing to gain by it, but I know some of you writers do. And I think it's an I outstanding it. publication. Uh, on that note, I, I love it, Tim. We'll get our research team on that to see if you were the first. All right, check us out uh, and li please listen in later this week. Mild more madness. Thank you.